welcome to Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am Mark, one of your hosts, along with my wife, Jamie. Hello. And we are here to talk about wrestling and drink coffee. I don't know if you're drinking coffee, but we're drinking coffee. It's not the fanciest coffee, but it's still coffee. It gets her done. It gets the job done. I have ordered a special coffee for next week. I won't give any details, but I'm excited. So we'll... uh We'll switch things up a little bit. And what's see how real, caffeinated we can get. What's really nice about next week is I've already forgotten what the coffee is. Perfect. So it'll be a surprise Perfect. to everybody except for Jamie. Well, you know, I think the importance for picking out coffees is that, you know, it sounds cool and it tastes great. Oh, no, yeah. The on taste, our end because then they can't see the bag. The taste doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. as long as the bag's got a cool logo on it or a wrestler. But they, but they can't or, see that. We might have to try some wrestlers. If they followed coffee. us on Twitter, they can. Ah, I will take a bag. I will take a picture Don't of the bag. At any but, rate, we're not here to talk about the picture of a bag. We're here to talk about wrestling. Wrestling, big and, sweaty uh, men, big sweaty men, big and mean women. men's the goal. At any rate, do you mind if I uh, start us off by talking about uh, WWE Raw, which happened last night, though all the night prior to us recording this? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, we I, started off with quite an interesting. Uh, set up as before the pyro even hit I believe uh, Riddle and Seth Rollins were going at it they were going it was fun they were going in on each other yeah I, th- I think they they I think they watched Dynamite and they had to one up what was probably the worst excuse for a, a scrap between two grown men I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> which was oh John Moxley and CM Punk I could, it was they look like two cats fighting. Oh, when they it were was, arguing with each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little unbelievable. A little bit unbelievable. But, yeah. They they started wrestling in the back. Well, started fighting each other and in the back. And then they came out to the uh, where the crowd was. Big Pop. Seth Rollins was wearing some red fishnet uh, yeah, he, shirt. He reminded me of, it was, I can't even remember the movie name, but it was called The Bachelor Party or something like that. But I just remember it was this. This woman's leg sticking out with like this red fishnet and it's <laughs> with a high heel, and that's all yes. I can think of. Yes, very reminiscent of, of that. But he gets he he gets you to talk about him because he that does is, him and his wife with their weird outfits. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, but I think was it Johnny Gargano coming back? Gargano <laughs> did it again. See, we already did one or two takes of this already, and that's the third time <laughs> I've mispronounced his name. Just found out that that is not how you say his name. Gargano, Garga- oh my God! I'm not allowed to be on the on, the on the radio. We're not even on the radio. But the surprise uh, return Surpri- back to yeah. WWE surprised was- everybody. A lot of people apparently in the back didn't even know about it. Oh really? He just kind of snuck in and said, "Hey." I-, I think what I've really appreciated about WWE over the last few weeks since Triple H has taken over is how like spontaneous everything feels like it's not super planned there isn't like this big card where they're like in one hour there's going to be this match stay tuned right in two hours the usos are going to fight street profits for the 115th time it's not like the same thing over and over and over they like throw the card in your face what i thought was really fun was um Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler. Right. They were like going back and forth last night on Raw and back and Dolph, forth. He Dolph bitch slapped him. Yeah, and then said something about are you going to come out to the ring? And then they just wrestled. Yeah. Came back from commercial and there they were. So yep. it's like it's cool. It feels like again spontaneous and And then Dolph got stomped like he normally does. <sighs> Poor Dolph. Poor Dolph. He's doing a lot better <laughs> than his brother though. 
Yeah. I like Ryan, but he's not doing much. No. No, but I mean, you know, you can only be so good when Peter Avalon is in oh, your Oh, just the, I mean, one of the stars of AEW. I mean, he is the star of AEW. Look at him. Look they at, can't even they can't even put him on TV. He's so fantastic. It's so fantastic. Like when when you see Jade Cargill, you're like, wow, the the class, the sophistication, the the belief in herself. You know, you're like, wow, that that confidence. But you see, pretty Peter Avalon. That hair. Oh, that hair. That's, that that, that hair is a die for. You know, one hundred percent full of himself. It's great. It is, he is as full of himself as his hair is full. Yeah, <laughs> which is plentiful. I heard Jade Cargill has a poster of him on her wall. I believe that it's her inspiration for working out. Is Peter? I'm sure Peter it's her out. inspiration for something, but I'm sure working out's probably not it. You see the big thing with her lately? She's been stepping on people's heads. No, I have not. That's. What? Yeah, I think Anthony is Bowen's she going to start an open? That. Is she starting an OnlyFans? There's been a joke about it, but yeah, that I think Anthony Bowen started it. Something about like step on me, and uh, I mean, here I'll pull it up. Jade's been stepping on people's faces for for the pictures. Oh, for the pictures! I thought yeah, it was for the just, pictures. I thought it was just you know, hey Jade, I'll pay you thirty dollars to step on my face. It could be there's pictures, so it could be like hey, Jade. I mean, here's straight up, bucks, if somebody. If somebody walked up to me and they knew me from whatever project, whether I was a wrestler or whatever, and they said, "Hey, Mark, I'll I'll bet you thirty. I'll give you thirty dollars if you step on my face." You're in. I, th- thirty bucks is thirty bucks, especially <laughs> when I'm stepping on your face. All I got to do is lift my foot up and put it down. What are you gonna do? Take a picture? Like whatever. Like if you're gonna go home Post and post it, go for it. Like. 30 bucks is 30 bucks, man. <laughs> I'm a working man. I need that 30 bucks. You yeah, kidding right. me? All right. So, uh, anyways, what else happened on Raw? What are they doing with Dexter Loomis? I'm very... I don't know. Very... That was a lot more fun. He kidnapped the Miz. Let's talk about that. Well, there was a... <laughs> I, if, I rem- if I read correctly, it was a, re- a local wrestler. The, the initial guy that came out that we all thought was him. The guy with the hood over, and he came out, and they security oh, pulled yes, him away. Yes, and then that's right. But Dexter was over in the other side. Um, he, I, I, I don't know what that was about, but yeah, Dexter snagged the Miz and like awkwardly skedaddled backwards out of the uh, out of the arena. With I that, guess. Like, what did he, where that did he face? Where did he go? I mean, that's but that's that's that's, that's his face though. That's we just didn't his face. <laughs> we didn't really watch a lot of NXT, so a lot we of his antics are new. But it's funny because I remember watching him back when he went by his name Sam Shaw back in Impact. Okay, and he had a completely different like surfer look. His hair was like spiked, like uh, 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 what's the guy from some forty one. Oh, Derek. Derek yeah, whatever. from from some forty one. He had just a completely different demeanor to him. Okay, probably better. It, no, no, no. This Dexter Loom is much better. Oh, much okay, better. okay, okay. But that was his thing. Was he was just a batshit crazy dude, that just crazy white dude. Okay, like crazy. Like he he'd be the dude that's in in his house like cutting meat with a hatchet. And you yeah. just look at him and be like, I'm pretty sure Dexter's killed somebody. He looks like he's got those like Ted Bundy vibes where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. he seems like he's nice. I guess he I'll help like, him load his groceries in his car. He looks like he listens to the last podcast on the left religiously, but only the serial killer. Po- Shh. You do. Yeah, but. <laughs> you I have only, a creepy stare like that. I listen to it for the fart jokes. 
Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay. I do have a creepy stare. That's just my normal <laughs> stare when I'm out in the middle of nowhere staring yeah. at the distance. So what vibes do you get from the Miz and Champa's uh, outfit? Their outfit is... I, How do you feel about it? Like, wh- when you first see it, like, what's the first thing you think? Traffic cone. Traffic cone? Traffic cone. I was but thinking, I, like, Dragon I Ball Z. Maybe, like, I, Cell. I dig, oh, you're talking about, like, the whole getup. I thought, okay. The whole thing. The whole thing. I, I, yeah, I can agree with that. He does look like <laughs> Cell. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of dig it. Uh... It, I don't know. The big balls T-shirt I, and that funny. is ridiculous to me. It's funny. Why does he wrestle with his shirt on? To get people to buy the shirt. I'm sure that shirt does well. Oh, I'm sure. I'm. What is it? Shop. There's so different. many kids probably getting in trouble in school for that. Shirt yeah, too. for wearing something about big balls. Oh yeah. Well, it's like the uh, RK420 bro. RK, yeah. What is it? RK bro 420. Something like that, Something yeah. Something like that, yeah. But I mean, that's you know that one's flying off the shelves. There's a lot out there. I think it was just like a 420 special too. I think it was a limited time sell. Which is funny. And there's a lot out for there. WWE because they've been so strict for years and years and years on that wellness policy. And uh-huh. Ron Van Dam got in trouble. Exactly. For it. Jack Swagger like lost. I mean, granted, he had a bag of coke on yep, him. Yeah, yeah. But yep. like he lost his that his, his big everything was weed. gone. Oh yeah, that. he was on that title run. Weed the people, you know. Weed the people, bro. That would have been like that the sucked. most amazing thing ever. Have RVD come back. Have Zeb Coulter turn to like this long-haired, mustachioed, like, pothead. Yeah, weed dealer. And, yeah, and you have uh, Jack Swagger, you know, be the the criminalized weed guy that, <laughs> you know. He owns a I head mean, shop. He could have had a run. Like, it, <laughs> granted, it would have been a shit run, but at least he wouldn't have gotten fired. Yeah. Jack Swagger is just the gronk of AEW. You going to tell me that Chris Jericho is the Brady of AEW? No, I didn't say that. I think at the moment, uh, Daniel Garcia is the Brady of JAS. Oh, of JAS. I was going to say of AEW. Holy shit. No, 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 no. Love right. him, though. So back to WWE. Yes. Uh, we also had Kevin Owens versus Chad Gable, which I... Yeah, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. I did, too. I liked the whole idea of Chad Gable coming out, and he was like, hey, open challenge, shoosh, all that good stuff, and uh, hit the burner, 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 burner. Wow. And KO He's with got the such duck, a good entrance theme. So good. KO with the duct tape t-shirt. And it's nice. I love the, they're bringing back a lot of the older, I guess older is not the right word, but a lot more of the, what everybody remembers these NXT stars and being like Kevin Owens was that prize fighting, take no nonsense. I'm going to beat your ass and that's the end of it and get yeah. to the top and Shana end Baszler's of story. Yeah. Very similar story. You know, they're sticking with that, which is great. I mean, I like the Kevin Owens that was with Jericho with the list and and being best friends with Jericho, and that was great. But something about just a dude coming out and being mean and just want to beat somebody's oh, ass. Yeah. And then Chad Gable is just such a great wrestler. Oh, it was it was probably my favorite match of the night. Like I've never really been a huge Chad Chad Gable like fan. Like yeah. I've never been like, oh, I'm gonna you know, I'm really excited for this match. Yeah. But I am whenever he's on because I know it's going to be a good match. It is very I have never watched a match of his that I was disappointed in. Yeah. Just, and these two together I thought were great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, unfortunately for us, we had a late viewing of Rampage. We tried as hard as we could to keep our eyes away from the results, but I unfortunately spoiled every last bit of it. Jamie was able to get pretty 
pretty close to yes clean. we had technical difficulties watching it so we had to kind of hold off until monday right before raw to be able to watch it but uh as always well worth the wait it was it was a good rampage yeah. uh once again rampage coming into that one hour which seems like you would think it's not enough and it really isn't but it just makes you want more it, it gives you a little tide over until you know Wednesday comes back around, or Monday and Tuesday if you watch Dark. But so uh, it, it started off with a very similar to Chad Gable with just uh, Claudio Castagnoli coming out and saying the same thing. I got an open challenge, but this time for the uh, ROH Championship. And lo and behold, who comes out but Dustin Rhodes. The absolute, probably one of the last people I expected to come out. And I wasn't, I was not expecting it at all. Yeah, so that was fun. It wasn't really an ROH relevant lately ROH person, so that was really fun and exciting. Looking forward to that. I think that's going to be happening on Rampage next week. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then shortly after that, oh, by the way, he also Dustin Rhodes and uh, Claudio were going back and forth about how they had never won a belt, uh, world championship belt before they got there, and now how that was Dustin's dream, and but Claudio, that was his dream, and the whole thing was pretty cool. It was a fun setup. Because both of them have been given no appreciation as to how good these two really, really are. Right. And, you know, I love WWE now, but they definitely did not do enough with either of those guys. So, going to be a great match of two people who have been fighting their asses off for a long time. Is it weird that Goldust is... Gold dust. That Dustin Rhodes <laughs> is well, it's relevant. Yes, he is the one guy that when I was a kid creeped me out. Like uh, he was Lord really good at selling. Gave it. me the heebie-jeebies yeah. every time he came out, especially when he started doing like the lime green outfit with the with the gold face plane yeah, with the white the wig. Hair. Just so absolutely bonkers, and I. My tiny little primordial brain could not figure out and put two and two, like, anything together. Like, what is this dude's deal? Like, I, Right. And back then, it was wrestling, so it was. I'm looking at it like, this guy really walks around like this. Like, I felt like that about the Ultimate Warrior as a kid. Like, I this really guy's like that. this all the time. Like, man, this guy must be, like, three super kids. intense. Yeah, like, but does this guy ever stop? And, yeah. Imagine just find out. the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, good character. lord. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, uh, that took a turn. <laughs> just, uh, thinking these guys' characters are like who they really are. And Dustin Rhodes has always been one of those that is just great at his job. Great technical, like really good wrestler, but performer on an absolute another level. Yeah. Yeah. Claudio himself as well. Excited for that. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Swerve in Our Glory taking, taking on Private Party in a rematch, I guess. Uh, they went for the titles. Um, and, of course, Swerve in Our Glory, obviously, had no problem taking care of these two. No. But, but always good to see Private Party out there. And what was really nice was to be able to see Private Party, like, not a part of the HFO or the AHFO or the AFO or whatever the hell it was. You know, it's constantly changing. I hope but they're not doing that anymore. It seems like they dropped it, which is the best move. The well, best it was move. weird because they had, you know, it was the a AFO or I'm sorry, it was the HFO. And then it was and the AHFO. AHFO. And it was the AFO. And I didn't understand it because <laughs> Matt Hardy is supposed to be, you know, this genius and yes. wrestling god. Money and all mogul. That. And Money mogul. And he sold 51% of the control 
to an outside party. To Andrade, yeah. And I was like, okay, like, maybe they're doing something, but it felt like they were doing it to where, like, hey, wait a minute, you didn't tell me you were going to do this, and now I'm going to wrestle you for that that no, 2%. It was just, my brother's back, this is your company, like, this is your thing. Yeah, as soon and as... And then quickly, the, that was just As soon as the too. rumors of Jeff Hardy coming around, of course... It just dropped you off. Had, but I mean, what else were you going to do? You're going to not have no. Jeff Hardy come to AEW? No, but also you can't, you can't just keep that AFO going. Like the whole thing was just weird. Yeah. So no. I'm glad that's gone. And I'm glad Private Party came out Although as Private Party. We did get that interaction between Andrade, Sting, and Darby, which every time that was on <laughs> was the most ridiculous garbage that I have. It was just so it. good. <laughs> Where is your boss? Where is your boss? He's not my boss. <laughs> Where's your boss? Like <laughs> That was good. That was good. But yeah, at any rate, we got to see Private Party in their glory by themselves with the bouncer, all that good shit. And yes, interesting, of course. Interesting end to it, though. Yeah. You had Keith Lee shaking Private Party's hand. I mean. But Swerve was like, hey, fuck these guys. Yeah, you get pulling up his belt like, eh. Well, he was like kind of tapping. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm setting up something, writing on the wall. I'm smelling a, a turn. You like, smelling what the rock I'm not smelling cooking. what the rock's cooking. <laughs> a lot of people are mad at the rock. I don't know why people are mad at the rock. It's oh, the rock. What do you knows? expect? Uh, but yeah, Keith Lee's always been the nice guy. So it'll be interesting to see how long this will pan out. Um, Christopher Daniels and Swerve had a tag team champions. I think it was maybe GCW. Def- they had no, a, I don't think I think it was Defy. Oh, okay, know. yeah. Either way, they they don't have it anymore. It didn't last for very long. As far as I know, Swerve turned on uh, Christopher Daniels. So you know, it's very possible that Keith Lee is going to have to watch his very large back as well. Well, they've already had problems. Well, yeah, obviously, they've already had problems. Which I don't know. We'll see what happens. They work so well together, so it's been a fun run for them. I mean, they weren't even supposed to be, as far as I know, they weren't supposed to be like a running tag team. They just happened to, they happened to vibe. They do. And the crowd loved it and they did good, but you already had the problems with them during the rumble or the casino rumble. And then after that, it was in question. They won the titles and and then you had, uh, what match was it where uh, Swerve had the belt? And he was in a he he was I like think that posed. was that belt yeah that casino battle royale or whatever no it was. no that was a tag match because he had the belt in his hand and okay. he was gonna clock him and he decided not to either Changed way his mind yeah either way so yep that'll be fun that's uh, gonna haven't heard anything about like a, a tag team match happening at a all out yeah, aside the, I mean, from just like the three the on six man yeah between FDR Wardlow. And Dax the Axe, Uncle Dax, Wrestler of the Year. Wrestler of the Year. Yep. You heard heard it first. Jamie's claiming Wrestler of the Year, Dax Harwood. Oh, hands down. 100%. I don't need September, October, November, or December. Kenny Omega doesn't have shit on Dax Harwood. Oh. I said it. Oh. (laughs) Kenny Omega doesn't have shit on Dax Harwood. Let's see what happens. Well, he said something about, you know, he could come back at the end of the year and still win Wrestler of the Year. Kenny. Kenny Omega Man. Yes, from By North God Omega. Carolina. Yeah, he he had said in an interview, of course, it's wrestling news, so I don't even know where any of the sources come yeah. from. Google it. I'm sure you'll find it. Uh I'll let well, I'll let you say it. You, you were talking about it. Oh, that he could he could come back at the end of the year and still win wrestler of the year. So let's see what happens. So now he has from let's see, Dynamite was on the nineteenth. Of August? I believe so, yes. 19th of August, so he has roughly about three months. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's, he's got pretty much the rest of August, the, and then September, October, November, December. So he's got four months. Four I mean, months in a week. It's very possible because, again, writing on the wall, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega have got to finally get their hands on each other. They will now. Yeah. Well, they haven't had the, the three-way to... Oh, they will. I, I mean, of course. But finally seeing Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay fight after all this time of going back and forth is going to be extremely exciting and might go down as match of the year. It hasn't even happened yet. I don't know. I don't know about match of the year. I said it might. I don't know. Although I'm just really looking forward to what the hell is going to happen tomorrow, which is Dynamite with John Moxley and CM well, Punk. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's that's a whole package that we got on pack. <laughs> Um, there was some backstage back and forth with QT Marshall in the factory playing cards and dominoes in the back. That was hilarious. Uh, I just want to say that although I don't really like the factory and don't necessarily look forward to their matches, the backstage dynamic has been super fun. So I look forward to realizing that Nick Camarado just cut his hair yes. and put on a blue jumpsuit and I didn't realize it for two weeks. Yeah. When Nick Camarado first came up in the wise guy, New York. Oh no, it up. wasn't the first time. It was like two weeks after. It was like the second week. He came yeah. Out. Mark literally looked at me and was like, where's Nick Camarado? I said, I literally, I, I'm pretty sure I said, where's Nick Camarado and who the hell is that guy? Yeah. And Jamie looked at me and said, that is Nick Camarado. And yeah. I was like, no, it's not. Love it. Great entertainment. Keep that up. And then uh, I saw the amount of hair that was now just trimmed the same <laughs> length. And I went, oh, yes, that is that hairy yes. man of a bear. So one laugh right into the next. Uh, we got the FTW championship match with Hook versus the reality Zach Clayton. Um, I think him coming out and talking shit to Hook lasted longer than the actual actual match. And Hook is still undefeated. Yeah. No, no surprises there. Yeah. Which I'm hoping he'll get a match as well. Hook? At the... Uh, Who's going to fight? Danhausen? Why not? He hasn't... He, he doesn't even... He hasn't feuded with anybody. Uh, no. I mean, no. I don't know. Who's got the chops to stand up to Hook and maybe win the FTW championship? Or at least take Hook's streak. Or how's Hobbs? I think that would be fantastic. I think it would be good. Him trying to suplex uh, Will Hobbs would be entertaining. It would be. I think he could do it. Technically sound. Love Hook. I mean, I love Taz, but, you know, Hook's great on his own, too. I like Taz on commentary. <laughs> I never liked He's been him fantastic. as a kid. Um, oh, you never liked him as a kid? Loved no. him. Thought it was great. No, I wasn't a WC- I was not a WCW. Oh. WCW kid. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Uh, we've got the best friends took on the trust busters. And I mean, of course, the best friends took the win. Yep. That that was fun, though. I really am enjoying the trust busters. They are an interesting tag team. Um, they have three completely different styles. Slim J. I love him more and more every week, although he is cursed. Oh, yeah. Dan Housen cursed him. <laughs> he... <laughs> Who did Dan Housen tell to get out of the way so he could sunny curse? Kiss. <laughs> sunny was like, what's going on? And he was like, ah, da, 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 da. made him scoot over. So uh, Slim J could get cursed, and then Slim J was, like, super confused. I don't even think he knew about what was going on. But a great way to end. Uh, How they pack all that into one hour still. Absolutely unbelievable. Right. Well, yeah. It doesn't help that the the hook match was, like, four seconds. Yeah. 
Oh, that, that actually, that wasn't even it, because you still had Penelope Ford and Athena, too. Which was Great. just to set up Jade Cargill. I, I mean, I'm so happy to see Penelope Ford back. I think we both went, ee! Right. That was nice. See her back. And then, uh, again, another quick match. But also, we had uh, Buddy Matthews and Julia Hart, which... So excited Julia Hart's been coming out with any member of the House of Black. Right. Looks good. Good, like... Just I like presence. the direction they're doing with her. Yeah. It's about time. Like, I was wondering, yeah. she was off TV for so long. She came back hard. Loved yeah. Love it. Love her with House of Black. Poor Brian Pillman. And, and uh, Oh, that's a whole different story. Yeah. The Varsity Blondes. I think the Varsity Blondes are great. I think Private Party are great. I think there's some really, really, really good tag teams and some really good individuals that need a great push that put us and got us into AEW. Yeah. You know, look at FTR that they're been around for a while and they've had it added a huge dynamic and they're getting the praise for it but i think you know people like the varsity blondes need their moment they're oh yeah for sure fantastic so good so hopefully that will happen not a lot happening with the tag team division so that's very possible that something like that could happen because i'm sure that's going to be breaking up somewhat soon what's going to be breaking up? swerving our glory i'm sure oh, that yeah. won't be lasting too much longer so again haven't heard anything about uh uh, match at the uh, All Out. So, very interesting. We're not getting a lot of information about Clash at the Castle or All Out. And we're only less than two, about two weeks away. Over two weeks. Yeah. A little over two. I'm sure it'll happen. They'll, You know how they are. They'll just start dropping matches left and right. Yeah. I have a feeling Excalibur is going to get a workout tomorrow. Oh, D- yeah. Dynamite's sure. going to end and it's going to be... Spitting all these matches. So oh, for sure. It'll be interesting. Uh, AEW lately has been going, what, for like five hours with their pay-per-views? I think the last one was four. Four and then an hour with the pre-show. Yeah. Gotta watch the yeah. pre-show. Yeah. So five hours. So they've got quite a few matches to announce. Right. <laughs> In two weeks. So so like I said, I'm sure tomorrow we'll have a lot more to announce once we uh, finish up Dynamite. Next few days, we'll uh, go over a little bit more about what matches are coming up at Clash of the Castle and All Out. And I think that pretty much catches us up for the week. I mean, we haven't even touched on any of the, the rumors and the all the other stuff, so we might have to record another episode nope. later this week. I think we might have to get do that. Uh, after, like I said, Dynamite, all the juicy rumors and all the things that are going on, uh, I think you'll probably hear from us again by the end of the week. Well, especially with CM Punk and John Moxley oh, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, we can speculate all we want, but tomorrow, the day after this recording, um, is going to be that John Moxley-CM Punk match, so speculations are really not going to have to happen anymore. We're going to be able to see some... Uh... Well, we got to touch on that real quick if we're going to... Okay, all right. I wasn't sure if you had the time, but yeah, let's do this. So why do you think they're doing... If you didn't know, they moved... Well, not that they moved. They never announced the main event for All Out. Everybody, I believe, probably assumed it was going to be John Moxley versus CM Punk for the championship, especially since it's in Chicago. Right. Um... Figured there was no way that wasn't going to happen. Right. Win, lose, or draw, that you figured that was going to happen there. Sure. But they, the way that things happened last Wednesday, they are now moving it to this coming Wednesday, which is tomorrow, the 24th Fourth of August, for them to can join the, yeah, do the, the unification. titles and the unify the titles which is crazy it's kind of exciting because again it was just kind of assumed so it's nice for tony khan to be like uh you know that's not necessarily happening um it could happen it could be some type of disqualification thing which i don't know how that really works with 
two people having a belt. It could be some type of disqualification. Um, I don't see how they could wrestle, t- you know, this week and then in two weeks do the same match and everybody be super excited about well, it. There's so no way. there's got to be some type of something that happens. I, I feel mean, like got... it, more than likely it's going to be MJF breaks this up or maybe Hangman Adam Page breaks this up because now CM Punk is kind of talking trash to him. So it very well could go that way. But I think I, I, I got to guess that it's going to be MJF is going to do something to break that up. Um, is there going to be a three-way? I don't know. MJF doesn't deserve that <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, it'd be great, but... I mean, it's wrestling. Know. Does anybody deserve that opportunity? Yeah. you got to stick with the rankings. You know, the rankings are so important to them, and then... Do you? They made Tony Storm FTR's fight. FTR's been the number one tag team for how many weeks, and they haven't had a single title shot? Yeah. I mean, they ha- they're doing their own thing, but... Still? Uh Tony Storm is the number one contender for only because Chris Lan- Chris Statlander got hurt. Doesn't matter. She is the number one contender, so apparently that's why we're getting that match, and that's a repeat. Hopefully, that will have another like stipulation. They, because looks like they might be teasing Britt Baker being in that match. I think that should go three way. I think maybe the uh, the match with John Moxley and CM Punk should be maybe a three way with Hangman Adam Page. I think that would be fun, but I don't know how that affects this week's show. I don't think Odd, it will. But it really has me, you know, now that Kenny Omega has come back, it really has me as one of those things that, you know, where I'm thinking about wrestling. I'm like, what is going to happen this week? So it's it's fun to speculate and not know what's going on and wonder why things happen like that because, you know, they kind of insinuated that it was happening and then pulled the rug out from right underneath us to say that it wasn't going to. Oh, completely. To, so. I think they took everybody by surprise yeah, by, Dynamite- by announcing that for a dynamite show. Yeah, a I mean, pay-per-view match for a dynamite. That means that means whatever Tony Khan has in mind is better than what CM Punk versus John Moxley is going to be. Yeah. The what? only thing I could even think of that has had any type of tipping of scales that has had any type of movement in wrestling with that much momentum without that's not already out in the open is MJF. Yeah. With exactly. the with the history that CM Punk and MJF have had already and with the history that MJF has with AEW right now and with Tony Khan and all this other stuff it yeah. it, it, it would line up perfectly for MJF to come back the night before or the dynamite before AEW all out. Yeah, and honestly the more I sit here and think about it, okay, I'm thinking about it again a little bit harder from a different perspective. MJF beat CM Punk twice in Chicago. Yep. Maybe that's how he weasels his way into this main event. Is I beat you twice in Chicago. In I'll beat night. you three times. We, yeah. And have a have a three way match with John Moxley. I don't know. But it's got to be something good because you can't just break up that match this week and be like, that's it. Yep. MJF. But then said. what do you do? Like that begs the question. What yeah. do you when you if CM Punk is let's say CM Punk and MJF wrestling at All Out right. Okay. You just had CM Punk put under your top, like, honest to God, top baby face in AEW. You can't tell me that John Moxley is not the top baby face in AEW. Yeah. When he comes out, people shit themselves. Absolutely. So you can't really just shit on John Moxley and be like, thanks for holding my place while I was gone. I just, man, it's, it's weird. Gonna it's got to be a three way. It's got to be. It's got to be. It can't be just, we're going to shit on Punk. We're going to shit on Mox and move to the pay per view. It's got to be at least a three way. So it intrigues me because they're CM not afraid Punk, of John doing... Moxley and MJF. Yeah. 
That's that's what I'm that's what it's I'm calling. An, that's an interesting match. Oh, that is an yeah. interesting match. Because the three of them are not afraid to fight. Three of them are not afraid to bleed. No. We were I think it comes a prerequisite in AEW is you yeah. have to bleed. We were very lucky, and we will talk about it forever, that we were fortunate enough to see CM Punk and MJF do the dog collar match in person yes. in Orlando. we went to AEW Revolution 2022. Yes. And it was fun. It was tiring. My ass hurt. We need to go a back. A long time of sitting down. We are going to start at some point doing uh, watch-throughs of matches and various wrestling things, NJPW, WWE, AEW, Impact, uh, Defy, Classic matches, you know. all these D- DPW, all these indie Old promotions, school, whatever, NJPW matches. whatever matches are good or whatever pay-per-views are good, we're going to go back. WCW, I would love to go back and watch some WCW oh, pay-per-views. Sure. Uh, but we're going to go back and review them. And we're going to have, one of the first ones we're going to have to do is we're going to have to go back and watch Maybe not all of Revolution, but we're going to have to go back and watch a good chunk of Revolution and do some some live uh, recording while doing it. But I'll tell you what, there my oh my god, my my ass hurt so bad on the drive home cuz not only did we drive there for an hour drive there to get there for an hour and a half, we sat in those seats for 5 plus hours. Yes, and then drove an hour and a half home. And then drove an hour and a half home and oh my god, my ass cheeks hurt. And actually, I, you picked me up from work early. I was working. I do uh, craft shows. And you actually picked right, me up early from a craft show. My wife to go works to with my mom. <laughs> so that was fun. That yeah, was a she had long to bail. day. She had to bail on my 60-year-old mother. Yes. And told her, hey, bitch, fuck you. No, I did not you're tell gonna her pa- that. You're going to pack the van on your own. And me and your hot, studly husband are going to drive down to Orlando and watch... A bunch of big sweaty men throw each other around with chains around their neck. Yes, that's that's really how the conversation <laughs> went. Don't let Jamie will tell you different. Oh but. God! But yeah. So, anyways, we'll have not to afraid go back. To I think that's what's going to happen. I think we will go back and watch Revolution, watching, um, watching wrestling in person, and then rewatching it again at home is such a different experience because yes, you get the wrestling vibe. Yes, you're able to fully concentrate. But the, the commentary, you know, I genuinely miss hearing what Excalibur WWE, has to say about I, everything. I have said this, like, I've been to WWE, I've been to AEW, I've been to indie shows. Uh, honest to God, AEW is probably the highest dollar company that I will go see and not miss the commentary. I would love, I love to hear the commentary from AEW, don't yes. get me wrong. But it the way they do their shows... I feel like I'm more involved with the matches when I'm there, which is great. Absolutely. Justin D- Roberts is so entertaining live. Uh, the way he that is. he just, he sits there and Dapper talks to Yapper. everybody. He reads everybody's signs. He's interacting. He calls all the, all the referees out. You know, he gives a special introduction to every single person there. If they're doing some type of dark match, they call out the underdog. It's just really, really cool experience. I've also been to some indie and WWE matches, you know, live shows and, they just they don't care. They don't talk about anybody. They don't reference anybody. So WWE the level is of respect show. in AEW is so high, and it's so entertaining. WWE is a show that is more enjoyable to me from my couch. Oh, agreed. One hundred percent. It's a cable it's TV for the show. Watching it on TV. It is. It, yeah, it's one hundred percent a cable TV show. It's great to go watch, but I would much prefer sitting at home watching WWE Absolutely. as opposed to spending the money to go to this place and sit. And I don't know. It just doesn't feel as 
I, I don't know. I just don't do it. I just don't enjoy it as much. Yeah, we went to a live event and we felt like ants and like an ant hill because you could not see anything. You can't hear anybody. You can't hear anything, so you're literally just watching a huge screen. And we went with, to with AW. We've been to a couple events, and they were such a small scale event that it was just so neat to feel like you were literally right there. And if somebody in the ring was yelling something, like you could hear it. And we've been to NXT everything. shows, just, like local NXT shows yes, around town. Yes, they've come and you know put. We actually we we saw a Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair wrestle before she was was even yeah before she even came to Smackdown or anything Um, and even that it was a very it was a much smaller kind of almost like an indie wrestling kind of feel yeah and it was just it was a lot nicer it was just it felt again more you could hear the wrestlers talking to each other and it was a lot you could it just was it's it's a much better experience I think the bigger you get with wrestling the less you the less you, you you know get from yeah. The storytelling, unless yeah, it's done really, really well, you lose that personal vibe. So, and that's, I honest to God, I think that's what AEW and WWE have been really doing lately. Is they've been able to tell a story. Oh, for sure, like, it's been a even great without, competition without and... the commentary, even with just yes. the way that they're doing things, the promos, the, the randomness almost of it. It's refreshing to see, especially W. I mean, AEW is doing their thing. They haven't really changed much since they've started, but WWE's got like a fresh coat of paint it's it's the same shit just it feels a lot more organized it feels a lot more thought out it feels more modern which i think is has been needed tremendously i agreed so yeah i guess all around yeah thanks to wrestling for being so entertaining yes thank you (laughs) the wrestling gods yes but i think that's going to do it for tonight thank you so much for joining us Sorry, the last part, we just kind of rambled for a little bit, but that's what we do here. One more thing, and we don't have to elaborate, but can we just say shout out to Chris Jericho for being the ultimate heel and telling Jericho. a kid on Rampage oh my God. that he was going to grow Go up back and watch Rampage because he was dressed up as Orange Go Cassidy. back and watch Rampage. Chris I'm going to have to put the clip in right here of Chris Jericho telling a kid that he's going to be a failure. Yep. It's great. Again, wrestling, so entertaining. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CAW Podcast, CAW Wrestling Pod. Uh, my name is Mark. You can follow me at Gunk Dudley. And I am Jamie. Follow me at A Bacon Party. Thank you once again for joining us. And we will catch you next time on Coffee and Wrestling. A wrestling podcast. <laughs>